Hi everybody, I'm Aaron Salome. What you're about to listen to is a live radio broadcast of Apple Chat that went out on September 20th, 2008 for radio stations in the Boston, Massachusetts, and Providence, Rhode Island areas. The show, which lasted three hours long, has been cut down with commercials removed and the telephone call segment toward the end of the show. Unfortunately, because of our radio contract, we had to remove those. So I'm going to stop talking now, and I'm going to let you listen to episode 401 of Apple Chat. Today's September 20th, 2008, and you're listening to Apple Chat, part of the new Vamo Network. How you doing, everybody? Thanks for tuning in. I'm Aaron Salome, and I am the new host of this show, uh, in case anybody out there didn't listen to our previous episode. The previous episode was my first time back as the new host of this show. As most of you know, Wes stepped down about a month ago, and he called me up and asked me to come in and continue hosting the show, be the new host. And so here I am as the brand new host of this show. Some of you might remember I previously hosted this show back in 2006 along with Wes. We were co-hosts, and then I moved on to produce the show, and then I moved on to other projects. But now I'm back at Apple Chat, and it is fantastic to be back. we got some big Apple news we're going to be talking about, a few rumors we're going to throw in here, and we're going to be getting to all of your telephone calls. That's coming up later in the show. We're doing a huge three-hour live broadcast today. And so I hope you stick around for most of the three hours anyway, because I think we're going to have a great time here. So uh, so let's get right into the show. Let's start off with our first piece of news for the day. The digital entertainment content ecosystem. If you haven't heard of it yet, it's a new plan that's in the works to make video available in a buy-once, play-anywhere format. The major movie studios have teamed up with retailers like Best Buy and some electronic companies like Sony, Philips, Intel, and Microsoft, and a few others in this new alliance that will supposedly put the consumer in charge. Now, it's a really interesting idea, but apart from the buy once, play anywhere moniker that they've got out there right now, they really don't have much else to say. They don't have any announcements. They don't have any current plans. This is all very much in the future. Mitch Singer, who is the CTO at Sony Pictures, is going to be heading up the effort, and their basic goal is to allow purchased video content to play seamlessly on any device or screen that the buyer owns and allow access to a virtual library of content that you've purchased from anywhere on the internet. While it's great that they have companies like Best Buy, Sony, Microsoft on board, they don't have some of the big players on board. No Apple, which means nothing that you buy on iTunes is going to be part of this buy once play anywhere network. They also don't have Amazon, they don't have TiVo, which are three huge players in this video market. So without bringing these three big companies into the fold, I'm not really sure what they're going to be able to achieve here. This is all very much in the future. So maybe they will get Apple on board by the time they plan to to implement this. Maybe they will have TiVo and Amazon as well. But the biggest part of this is that we've seen recently a lot of these music stores, um, a lot of these online retailers have been moving away from DRM. Amazon has been doing a great job of that. iTunes is featuring DRM-free music. Um, by way of the iTunes Plus feature of the store, but they don't have all the major music labels on board. So, uh, so they definitely have some catching up to do in that respect. But what this digital entertainment content ecosystem is going to do is it's going to bring us back to DRM. The only difference this time is that the DRM is going to be a bit more flexible when it comes to what devices it can be played on and things like that. 
So in a way, this is a step back. If you eliminate all DRM, then you can buy a video once, buy music once, and play it anywhere. There's no DRM. You're not locked into anything. You can play it anywhere you want. So while I applaud their effort for trying to make things easier for the consumer, I just don't think that going back to DRM is the way to do it. Even though the DRM is more flexible, I really don't think this is the way to do it. Eliminating all DRM is the only way you're going to make everything as flexible as possible for the consumer. Everybody and their dog has said this at one time or another. You know, I don't know what it is about DRM where they where they want to keep coming back to it. It's been proven that it doesn't work. The main case for DRM is that it's going to stop people from pirating music. It's going to stop people from pirating movies. But the thing is, DRM only hurts the people who aren't tech savvy, who wouldn't even bother pirating music or pirating movies anyway. The people that are tech savvy enough to actually pirate music, pirate movies, know how to do it. And they're going to do it whether or not there's DRM on the product. It's going to happen anyway. So the only people that they're hurting are the loyal customers, the people that aren't going to be pirating things anyway. And I think that a lot of these companies need to wake up and realize this. DRM does not and will not work no matter how flexible it is, no matter how many products you can use uh, your music or your videos on, it's not going to work. So that's my rant as far as that goes. We're going to be taking calls later on in this show, so if there's something you want to add to this, if you think I'm dead wrong on this, please call into the show later on and I'll be talking with you guys. Also, if you'd rather send us an email, it's techtoday2008 at gmail.com. You can send it there and we are going to be reading some emails later on in the show. So either call or email and uh, we'll see what you guys have to say. We're going to take a quick break, so stay with us right here on Apple Chat. How you doing everybody? Welcome back to Apple Chat. A couple of weeks ago on Wes's last episode, he mentioned that OS 10.5.5 was just a few weeks away. There was a rumor going around back then. He said it was on its way. He had a few ideas as to what was going to be included in 10.5.5. Um, and as many of you probably know, 10.5.5 was finally released on Monday. And it's a decent sized update, uh, 321 megabytes. Uh, two dozen security enhancements, takes on some issues with the address book, iCal, disk utility, mail, mobile me, and time machine. I do have to say that a lot of them are issues that I've been having as far as reliability between time machine and the time capsule. I've been having issues with that thing since, since it was first released, the time machine and the time capsule. Mobile me, it fixes your sync reliability, back to my Mac reliability, lots of good stuff. So if you haven't downloaded it yet, definitely Go download it either right now or next time you're at your computer. I know you're going to love it. For those of you who use Safari, I know I've talked about it a lot previously, and, and I believe Wes even mentioned it before. Google Gears has been out for a while now. I've been using it on, on Firefox, and, uh, and now that Chrome is out, I've, of course, been using it with Chrome. But on Monday, they finally released Gears for Safari. Minimum requirements are you need to have at least Leopard 10.5.3, or Tiger 10.4.11. There's a bunch of gears enable sites out there. WordPress, I believe the new YouTube uploader also uses Google Gears. Google Docs Offline, of course, Zoho Office. There's quite a bit of things out there that, uh, that do use Google Gears. 
those of you who don't know, uh, Gears does a bunch of different things. The way Google describes it is, Gears enables more powerful web applications by adding new features to your browser. That's their description of Gears. It really does whatever the website developer wants it to do. It'll download certain things to your computer so you can use things offline. Uh, it's a really interesting program. If you haven't checked it out before, if, if you don't use Firefox or anything else, then I do recommend that you download it and check it out and get it for Safari. You can do that at gears.google.com. You can read a lot more about it there. Um, but it, it really is, a, there's, there's not a lot of websites out there that use it right now. I do have to say that. But I definitely suggest you go and download it and at least check out some of its features. Because, it, again, it does different things on different sites. Go ahead and check that out if it sounds like something you're interested in. We're going to take a quick break, but we're going to be right back with a new app update and an unfortunate Apple recall. Stick with us right here on Apple Chat. Welcome back to Apple Chat, everybody. Uh, we're going to get right back into it now with an update for the remote app. I don't know about you, but I, I always somehow seem to miss the fact that there are app updates waiting for me out there on iTunes. I know it displays the little number right next to your app collection in, in iTunes. For some reason, I, I either always overlook it or I see the number there and I just pass it right by. But anyway, uh, this is something that, that I missed and uh, I wish I had, had updated a little bit earlier. Evan just told me about this one and I just went to check it out and sure enough, there it was, the update for the remote app for iPhone. Of course, the remote app allows you to control any iTunes library, um, or an Apple TV for that matter, over a local Wi-Fi connection. So according to the release notes for this new version of the remote app, you can now create genius playlists, and you can create edit playlists in iTunes from your iPhone. Or iPod Touch, by the way. I should mention that. It does work on iPod Touch. Now that that's out of the way, before we went to the break, I mentioned a recall. And it turns out that Apple has recalled millions of iPhone 3G power adapters. Apple sent out a press release just yesterday, actually, that says, Apple has received reports of detached prongs involving a very small percentage of the adapters sold, but no injuries have been reported. According to analysts, there's been more than 4 million iPod 3G sold since it was introduced in July. So that's a lot of these power adapters that are going around out there. If you would like to exchange your power adapter, this is what Apple tells you to do. There are two ways to exchange your current ultra-compact Apple USB power adapter for a new redesigned adapter. The first thing you can do is order a replacement adapter via the web. These replacement adapters will ship within three weeks of your order starting on Friday, October 10th. Alternatively, you can also exchange your adapter at an Apple retail store starting on October 10th. The replacement adapters look exactly the same as the ones that you had before except these new ones are going to have a green dot on them so you can differentiate between the old ones and the new ones. So if you go to the Apple store you need to have the defective adapter with you in order to exchange it for a brand new adapter. You need to hand the old one to them and they'll hand you a new one. If you're going to order the replacement via the web Apple is going to ask you for an address so Apple can send you a mailing packet so you can mail the old one back to them. So you really can't do anything about it until October 10th. So for now, be very careful with your iPhone 3G adapters. There haven't been any injuries reported, but, uh, but just to stay safe, uh, maybe try charging it through the computer instead of, uh, instead of through the adapter for now until you get the new adapter. All right, we're going to take another quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk Apple rumors. we got a few rumors we got to get through, and then we're going to be taking your calls and emails, so stick around for that. We're going to be right back here on Apple Chat.
Welcome back to Apple Chat. I'm Aaron Salome. It's time for some Apple rumors. This is the rumor I am most excited about right now. MacBook shipments have supposedly begun. Citigroup's Richard Gardner claims that he's received information that the new MacBooks are shipping. There's a Barron's report out there that says that field checks are the source of the information, and it says that the new MacBooks have a very thin aluminum casing, an LED backlit display, and an aggressive entry-level price point. The description that they give, uh, it matches a lot of the rumors that have been going around in these past few weeks. So that's all very interesting. But now the date that these might possibly be released is so close, you can almost taste it. Mark this date on your calendar, folks. October 14th is the supposed date that these MacBooks are going to be released. Of course, it has not been confirmed yet, but a lot of people have been saying October 14th right now. So I'd be willing to bet that there's a fair chance that they are going to come out on that date. Another Apple rumor is that Apple is getting ready to unleash a 32 gigabyte version of the iPhone. And along with that, they're going to bring back at-home activation. I'm personally not so sure about this one. I mean, we're so fresh off the heels of that Let's Rock iPod event. You would have thought that they would want to release this 32 gigabyte iPhone at that event. But I don't know, there's not much more to say about this. Uh, and Gadget actually reported this first. There isn't much more to say, there's not much more to this rumor. So, uh, so we'll keep you up to date on that one. But we just can't be sure whether this is actually true or not at this point. The last story that I have to talk about today before we get into the, to the phone calls and everything, as we always like to do here on Apple Chat, we like to take a look toward the future. And, uh, and we always take a, take a glance at some of the recent patent applications that Apple has been applying for. And uh, just the other day we discovered this patent application Apparently, Apple wants to do a uh, an at-a-glance notification screen for the iPhone. And basically what this means is when your iPhone is locked, well, let's say you're looking at your iPhone and it's locked. It's saying slide to unlock. What this notification system is going to do is above where it says slide to unlock, in addition to saying the date and time, it's going to say you have five missed calls from Thomas. Then it'll say you have four missed SMSs from Eddie and three missed SMSs from Judy. And it'll say you have three voicemails from this number and you have two voicemails from whatever number. So before you even unlock your iPhone, you're going to see right there if you have any missed calls, if you have any missed text messages, if you have any voicemails. The way it stands right now, this notification list is something that's going to disappear when your iPhone is unlocked. So as soon as you slide across to unlock your iPhone, it's going to disappear and you'll be back to the home screen. But I really like this idea. It uh, does what it says it does uh, at a glance, you know. I want to be able to take up my iPhone and see right there what's been going on while it's been on silent in my pocket or, you know, while I've been sleeping, uh, while I was in the other room. You know, I want to be able to pick up that iPhone, look at the screen, and see what's been going on. So, uh, so I really like this idea. I hope this is something that we see implemented very, very soon. And unfortunately, folks, that's all I have for today's show. So now I'm going to have to rely on you guys to supply the rest of the entertainment and the rest of, uh, the rest of what we got going on here today. <clears throat> so we're going to take a quick break. Before we go to break, we're going to open up the phone lines. So start calling. Also, start sending emails. Uh, we haven't checked the emails, so I don't know if anybody has been sending emails. But we're going to check the emails right now, start making some phone calls. We're going to be right back after this commercial right here on Apple Chat.
Well, that's it for this edition of Apple Chat. I want to thank everybody who tuned in to the live radio broadcast while it was on the radio. And I want to thank everybody who tunes in to this podcast on a weekly basis. We wouldn't be able to do this without you, so I thank all the listeners out there. Before I leave you, as always, I'd just like to mention, uh, check out the Tech Today blog at techtodayshow.wordpress.com. There you can leave us a comment that we'll be talking about on future episodes. You can also find our email address there. You can find out about upcoming episodes and things like that. So check out the website, techthenumber2dayshow.wordpress.com. Also, if you'd like to follow me on Twitter, you can do that at twitter.com slash Aaron Salome or Pounce. They're both the same, slash Aaron Salome. But that's it for now. So go check out the website. Check me out on Twitter. Send me an email. Do whatever you got to do. Just make sure you come back for the next episode of Apple Chat. See you next time.